Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, the podcast, episode 81. I counted this time. Well, I didn't count. I looked ahead of time. Be proud of me. Usually I just say 70. I was on top of it this time. Episode 81. We are talking about the latest feature premiere. What was the latest feature premiere? It was franchise and March to October updates. We are not even going to address March to October. I've never met a human being who plays it, so we're not even going to talk about it. I feel like by acknowledging it, we are empowering SDS to keep it in the game. We should just remove March to October entirely and put all the resources of that into franchise. But I digress. I, as you guys probably know, if you watch my streams, if you listen to my, my podcast, occasionally check me out on YouTube. Um, not a break, I'm not a big excuse me, franchise player. When I was younger, before DD, of course I played franchise. I think that's what everybody played. But now, I'm really just a DD guy. That said, I have zero hate for franchise, other than its current iteration, of course, which I think everybody can agree on. Uh, if you're a franchise player who doesn't touch DD, that's awesome. Listen, this is a game for everybody, at least it should be. Right now, it's a game catered for DD players, not franchise. So I have, I have an issue with that. It should be accessible and playable and enjoyable for everybody. So we're going to talk about the franchise uh, updates. If you're listening to the podcast and not watching, I just use air quotes around the word updates. Um, talking really high level before we jump into actually everything that was, was changed, it doesn't seem like anything significant to me. It doesn't, you know, features have not changed. Um, layouts and designs and presentation doesn't seem to have changed. Um, you know, who knows, maybe there'll be some surprises when we open the game, but I, I doubt that. I really doubt that. The point of the feature premieres is to tell people what's about to happen. And so if there were big changes or surprises, they wouldn't have saved them. They would have already told us in the feature premiere. Um, guys, but before we hop in, just a couple couple notes. Uh, Kevin Euclid was, in fact, the new legend. Last week, we, we thought it might be him, and it was, so that's pretty cool. Uh, I, I don't know if his batting stance is going to play. I don't know if his batting stance is going to play in the game. Uh, the only way we can find this out, obviously, is to try it. So I, I cannot give you a definitive answer just yet. Secondly, I am recording this on March 21st. Early access is in 10 days, guys. 10 days. By the time you're listening to this, 9 days. That's amazing. I cannot wait. I'm sick and tired of MLB The Show 21. I have one last goal to, to fulfill, excuse me, and that will be the show 21. My ranked seasons record is currently 197 and 74. Vast improvement over last year. My goal is to get to 200 wins before 100 losses, and I'm pretty sure it's, it's got to be possible because I would have to go 3 and 26 to not do that. Um, so I need three more wins. We get three more wins. I'll never touch ranked seasons, and it will be the show 21 again. Um, very excited about that. Lastly, I usually don't plug this a lot. I'm going to start doing it more. Merch. If you're watching, you just saw my shirt. Uh, pinned in the comments or pinned in the description below. Um, as 22 gets going, the podcast is going to get, you know, raring up with guests and, and more insider stuff about the game and, and more opinions. Support your boy if you, if you like the show. Um, by watching on YouTube and liking the video and even commenting. That's support right there, but if you want to buy a shirt, buy a shirt. Make, make me really happy, and let me know that you purchased something if you do, and uh, I'll shout you out. That's how this goes. We shout out shout out the community here. Um, 
But I will say, I'm going I'm to do a really youtube thing, and I'm sorry in advance, but it's good for the algorithm. Comment below what your opinions on franchise are based on the, on the, the feature premiere. Are we happy with the updates? Do we hate the updates? Do we think they're non-updates? I think they're non-updates. Um, but let me know. That's what I want to hear from you guys in the comments section uh, down below. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. As always, we're going to F around in events while we're talking about all this stuff. Um, so, like I said, blatantly skipping, not talking about... I just realized I have to move my camera back. I was playing Pokemons on stream the other night, so I had to move my camera. Please bear with me. There we go. Camera's where it should be. Beautiful. Um, we're not going to talk about March to October. We're going to talk about franchise mode. And it was maybe like a 20 to 25 minute conversation in the feature premiere with a guy who's been there for 18 years, a guy who just started six months ago, and Ramon. And let me tell you, <laughs> it was not a compelling conversation. There was nothing about the conversation that was exciting. The, the people talking about the changes they made to franchise mode didn't even sound excited to be talking about the changes they made to franchise mode. So if that's any indication, oh boy. <laughs> you franchise players, I love you, but you're fucked. I hope you're not, but I think you're fucked. Um, the first thing they talked about are, are updates, upgrades to player and trade metric. If you guys see me keep turning to the side, it's because I have notes on my computer here. Um, they're calling it player and trade metric 2.0. How clever. How clever and creative of them. So, uh, oh, I'm playing a guy with a 128 and 35 record. Well, fuck me. Um, trade metric, they wanted to make this abundantly clear. Trade metric is not the same as trade logic. Not the same. Why is that? I don't fucking know. They, they just like to dance around shit to, to, like, cover their own asses. So, they always like to, you know, in, in a very passive-aggressive way, they go, hey, you idiots, you always thought it was this thing, it's actually this thing. So that's another example of doing that. Um, but the metrics, player trade metrics, as they explained, are a foundation for evaluating players. That makes sense. It takes an account, into account age, potential performance, and contract values. Performance is the, the, the key factor there. At least in the past it has been. They've actually said that they've not only taken a little less weight off that, but they've also now increased from a one-year production standpoint, that was a great pitch, to a three-year weighted war evaluation. That's great. That's actually, if, if this is all based on the fact that if what they're telling us is true. But if that's the case, that's a nice change. That's an absolute fucking piss missile for a home run from Bryce Barbara Harper. Um... So they were, after doing a bunch of 30-year sims just to see the trends, they were not satisfied with the results they found. So that's when they decided to make performance less drastic of, a, of an impact, which I think is smart because, you know, age and potential have a lot to do with things. I mean, contract values, like, you know, the Yankees just acquired Josh Donaldson as a contract dump. So his contract value to the Twins was low. Of course, they'll trade him. I just got robbed. Um... They've also improved the trade values and player values for AAA players. So that's big because that makes them better trade bait. Again, all the things they're talking about here, all the things we're talking about here, are really a show-me-they-work-before-I-believe-you type of situation. I take everything they say with a grain of salt because they say, oh, fielding's improved, and then it's the worst thing you've ever seen. So if they say this player and trade metric is improved, show it to me. Not in the screenshots, in the feature premiere, because you can, I'm not, you cannot manipulate screenshots, that's not what I mean, but like, 
When you do a bunch of sims, you can just pick and choose the nice things out of the sim. So show it to me in the game. Let me experience it, or let you guys experience it, and tell me, does it work, does it not? Is it better, is it worse, is it the same? So that's what I want to say. Trade logic improvements. Again, trade metric, not the same as trade logic. But they made trade logic improvements. It allegedly will reflect, uh, reflect excuse me, current trends. Current trends meaning prospects mean a ton. In trades, you throw in high-level prospects, you get good value back. Uh, relievers and closers will get traded from non-contending teams to contending teams. Things like that. Those are very current trends. I'm not going to win this game. Can guarantee not going to win this game. Um, so, uh, you know, rebuilding teams are no longer going to place players with significant team control on the trading block. That makes a fuck ton of sense. So finally, they're doing that or not allowing that to happen more so. Um, you know, like, why would a team like this is actually kind of real life. Why would a team like the Pirates put Brian Reynolds on the trade block? Because they're fucking stupid. So pirates aside, I think that's a nice improvement. Winning teams or teams in the playoff race are more likely to use... This guy's going to absolutely fuck me. They are more likely to use prospects in trades to acquire players they need for the stretch run. Makes fucking perfect sense. If you're trying to win now, get rid of the prospects, get the player you need now. So that's a good change. It, it also makes you wonder, like, you know, hey, game, or hey, developers, why weren't these things that made sense before? But, you know, we don't live in the past, we live in the future. So these are the things that are happening now. Uh, teams will trade from positional strength. Oh, go fucking figure. So if your team has three starting caliber shortstops, chances are it's going to trade one of them. Or two of them. Great idea. Um, you know, again, these are things I want to see in action before I really evaluate, but again, they, they sound like nice things. Um, teams will now value their top players, which is the most idiotic sentence I've ever said, because why the fuck weren't they in the first place? Uh, so this is going to, this is going to have varying degrees of acceptance within the community. <sighs> the example they showed was the Nationals trading Juan Soto to the Yankees for top prospects Jason Dominguez and Anthony Volpe. Now, I'm a Yankees fan, as you all know. Let me tell you that with the amount of talk I hear about Jason Dominguez and Anthony Volpe, they better be fucking exceptional. They are actually tippy-top prospects, sure. I'm still pretty positive that's not enough to get Juan Soto. But, you know, is it an improvement over the current system? It might be. It's just, it's not a great one. Um... I, I think it's just incredibly stupid to see Juan Soto able to be traded at all, let alone for, you know, just two prospects who are still but prospects. They are not surefire hits. They're young. Uh, but whatever. Whatever. It's the example they chose to use. They're fucking stupid. Um, players are less likely to be traded by a team that just signed them in the offseason. Unless it's on a one-year deal, then that makes obvious sense. Perfect example, last year, Cleveland signed Eddie Rosario on a one-year deal. We're like, oh, maybe he'll establish some value, and then we could trade him. And they did, and they traded him to the Braves, and he was a, he was a legend. So that type of situation probably still exists. Uh, and bad teams will trade expiring contracts. That also fits the Eddie Rosario example. That was a terrible swing that I just took. This guy's eating my asshole. Um, 
So uh, listen, all these things sound good. They also sound logical. And we know that with SDS, logic is sometimes fucking thrown out the window. So we'll see. Budget improvements have been made. Budget improvements are now based on 40-man rosters like in real life. In the past, MLB The Show based it off your full 90-something player system. Why? I don't know. But now it's based off your 40-man the way it should be. Literally, they said that's the way it should be. That's, that's real life. So they were just not abiding by real life in the past. Um, they have done accurate calculations to make sure salaries and budgets actually are reflective of the competitive balance tax. It's cool. And they've updated team market sizes to accurately accurately reflect what they are today. Again, that's cool. I don't really play franchise. So I don't know how incredible or important or irrelevant that some of these things actually are. Again, use the comment section to tell me. But uh, these sound like good things. They, I mean, I think, I hope. I hope they're not just doing shit to say they did shit. This guy is much better than me. Um, along with budgets or contracts. They changed some contracts. Contract structures. The max contract you can now offer is 15 years. And let me tell you, that is a long fucking time. But you can now offer a 15-year contract. And the highest average annual value is $35 million. So here's the thing. $35 million probably accurately, accurately... I can't say accurately today accurately reflects the way contracts and free agency are right now. That said, why does there have to be a cap of 35? Can't we... I know otherwise you'll outbid the other team. I get it. I, I Trust me, I get it. But, like, can we make it a number that is more reflective of where the future's heading? Can we make it 40, 45 instead of 35? You know, also, if you want to offer a team... Or if you want to offer a player 50 million a year... That's just going to hamstring you in other areas. So why not make that a possibility? You know, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm stupid. Again, I don't play franchise. Maybe I'm dumb. Uh, player demands are now adjusted to more accurately accurately reflect. I'm going to shoot myself in the ass if I say accurately wrong one more time. They will now more accurately reflect uh, what a player's value actually is. How good their season was. How old they are. The, you know, whatever. Uh, so that's cool. Sounds reasonable. Sounds... Probably like it won't work. Um, relievers will get paid more. You know, relievers are getting getting the bread nowadays. So, now they can get the bag. They can go get the bag. They'll get paid a lot more money. Um, why am I still playing this contest against this feller? Wait, what just happened? Did I just get a triple play? Oh, no, the guy on second tagged. Okay. Um, this is the big thing that's going to piss a lot of people off. It fucking bothered me. So, if you guys remember... Earlier, when they announced 22, they were like, oh, ho, you'll now be able to use Shohei the way Shohei's used. Yeah, fucking liar. That You can only do that in season modes. You cannot do it in DD. That, oh, it's so fucking annoying. It said, it, they said it took them three years to figure out how to do that with Shohei. First of all, that sounds insane. Second of all, how are you going to make it so you can only use it in, in season mode? Us DD players, I, I, listen, I'm not going to complain that DD gets nothing. As I've already explained, DD gets more than franchise. However, if you're going to program it into one mode, how come you're not programming it into the whole effing thing? So in Diamond Dynasty, if you want to show Otani to pitch, you need a pitcher card. He can't hit. I guess he can, technically, but you can't two-way him. 
And then likewise, if you want them in the field, you can't have the pitcher version. Whereas in season mode, or franchise mode, this is actually good what they did. If he's not pitching, you can DH him the next day. And while he's DHing, even though he is doing an activity, he will regain pitching stamina. That's fucking amazing. Please tell me why it's not in Diamond Dynasty. Thank you. Um, but that's good. I, it just, you know, technically they didn't lie when they said you'll be able to do all that stuff with Shohei, but they were intentionally vague because technically they're not wrong, but also technically they're not right. So that's just, that's slimy. That fucking, that's, that bothers me a lot. That's slimy. Um, where am I? I lost myself on my notes pad here. Please hold. Oh, off-season free agency improvements have been made. Again, so they say. There will be a more realistic number of players who sign during the restricted period. I don't know what the fuck that means. I guess it's good. I, I, I don't know. And free agents will be more patient. So in the past, in franchise, you've seen like a whole bunch of top-tier free agents sign within the first three days of free agency. This is not the NBA or NFL. That's not really how it works. MLB, sh shit draws out. So they've drawn it out. Just like how, I know the lockout factored into things, but just run with me here. Just like Trevor Story just signed a, a deal with, with uh, Boston in March. Players will now hold out a little longer to either get the contract they want, get the team they, you know, for a various uh, or a variety of different scenarios. And then if you're worried, oh my God, that's going to be a game ending double play. Ah, oh, fuck this. I lost. Uh, if you're worried, uh, but Kenny, what happens if a guy waits so long he doesn't sign by the time the season starts? They promised that that will not happen. Players will still sign. Okay, sure. If that's the case, then sure. Um, I guess that's a good thing because it gives you more time to get in on the action of a guy who's still sitting around. Maybe? I don't know. Um... Roster logic has changed. We're going to play one more events game, by the way. This this episode won't be too much longer. Um, roster logic. Roster logic is important because rosters are stupid so far in franchise mode in, in its current form. Uh, player metrics, what we discussed before as far as evaluating or valuing a player, they will now factor more heavily into arbitration and renewable decisions. So that's good. Players should be adequately compensated, which is the whole point of the whole CBA lockout stuff. Um, players should be adequately compensated in arbit arbitration, and now, in theory, that will be an updated model. So that's good. There is now a dynamic offseason and roster logic. I'm not going to lie to a soul. I don't know what the fuck that means. Uh, that's a thing. They were like, oh, the community's always wanted a dynamic offseason and roster logic. Well, golly, now here it is. I don't know what it means. But it's in the game. So happy congratulations if that pleases you. I, I don't know. Um, the player metric will now also help with the Rule 5 draft as far as teams not letting loose players that they should have kept. So that's cool. Uh, Rule 5 draft is such a fluky thing anyway, so I don't know how much that actually impacts a franchise every season. But hey, again, I could be wrong. They did a very good job, so they say, of going back and making sure, first of all, that the prospects' ages are correct. That's hysterical that they were wrong in the first place. And that they combed, combed through the MLB Top 100 prospect lists and team prospect lists 
and made sure each player's potential is reflective of what it should be. So Anthony Volpe, I think, is a, the the number five prospect in baseball or something like that. His potential is going to be sky high compared to somebody who's like the number 100 prospect in baseball. And you know, obviously number 100 prospect is also phenomenal, but not as much potential as number five. So, so they say that's fixed. That's a giant pee-pee. Uh, another thing they did, you will no longer see created players or developer names to fill out rosters. They made sure that there are real players and real player names from all the way to A-ball to triple A-ball. There are real players everywhere. You get a real player, and you get a real player. So we're not going to see Ramon Russell playing first base for the Astros single-A affiliate anymore. That's not happening. And that's good. I mean, I don't know why we still had fake names in the game to begin with, but again, I'm stupid. Lastly, community requests. As we know, there were a lot of them. And we'll talk about the franchise feedback after I've talked about all the stuff that they've done. Um, but this is really cool, actually, what they did, I think. And I this is the type of thing that will work, I would imagine. Like, I don't see this not working. Okay, my runner just decided to stay at second base on a single. Okay, great. Um, in the postseason, in real life, we'll talk about real life first. Pitching staffs are wonky. You know, managers like, oh, your arm isn't falling off. You're pitching today. Oh, you've pitched four straight games. You're pitching today. That's just how the playoffs work. It's win or go home. So, you know, if you want to rest, the postseason is not the time. So what they did was they they altered, they corrected, they modified. Modified is probably the right word. Oh, perfect, perfect double play. I'm going to take a shit in this chair. Oh, I hate this game. Um, they modified pitcher stamina in the postseason. So aces can pitch on short rest. You can use four-man rotations. It's, it's fantastic. They didn't mention bullpens specifically. I hope they also, you know, based on maybe a player's rating, that they'll regain stamina quicker. I don't know. But I hope the bullpen usage is reflective of that change. The starting pitcher change alone is really cool. I think that's awesome. And, you know, especially nowadays, you'll have, you'll have your ace go every third game. Three days rest, they're in. Um, or fourth game, I should say. Not third game. Um, so that's cool. Glad that they changed that. I'm sure that's going to make a fuck ton of people happy. All right, so my perfect perfect's a double play, and he has a little fluky shit. That's a double. I hate this game. Um, apparently, the community really wanted the transaction log increased. Uh, it, it show me someone who did that, because I've never fucking heard that complaint before, but apparently they in, in, uh, improved, expanded the transaction log by four times. That's a lot of times. Um, I don't give a single shit about this, and I don't think you should either. Um, they now changed injury sliders, so I guess some people, when they're simulating seasons, turn the injury sliders higher, and when they're playing it, turn it lower. I might have misinterpreted that, but basically, instead of now doing that every single time you want to like play versus simulate, there's now two different sliders that you can just set in the beginning. Cool. Cool. Um, and I have at the bottom here, I refuse to acknowledge March to October. So let's let's talk about some stuff now. That that was the important stuff of the feature premiere. I'm not going to talk about March to October. If you play March to October, let me know. And I guess I can go over it. But like, I don't know. Like I said, I've never met a person who plays it. Franchise 
needs to be better. I know that there is a large vocal part of the community that wants it better. We all should want it better. Making it better doesn't make one thing worse. Making it better just makes the game better for everybody. In my opinion. Diamond Dynasty players have had it good since Diamond Dynasty was created because it makes the game money. That doesn't mean they should ignore franchise. Franchise is still what a large majority of human beings purchase the game for. I can guarantee that. Franchise mode, just because that's what was available when I was growing up, mostly, but still, franchise mode taught me a lot about baseball, taught me a lot about rosters, taught me a lot about players, taught me a lot about transactions and trades. You know, you still can't do three-team trades in this franchise, which I think is idiotic. You still cannot trade more than three players at a time from a single team. That's stupid. It's still lacking a lot of realism. I don't understand why. That's the worst swing for a home run I've ever gotten in my life. Franchise mode should not be this hard to, to fucking program and figure out. It's honestly upsetting, and it's a little bit insulting that they just keep rolling out this same or barely different franchise product and expect everyone to be happy with it. That's why, in the last year or two, you've seen so much of those outcries. Fix franchise, make franchise better. I know a lot of people want an online franchise so they can play with or against their friends. That's super cool. Still don't have that. They introduced co-op head-to-head instead of online franchise. Listen, co-op is pretty cool. I don't care. Unless there's rewards tied to it, I'm not playing it. I think that's what a lot of people are going to do. You know, co-op is a cool mode to just have available if you're bored or a buddy comes over and you want to play. Sure. But why didn't we use those co-op resources to something like online franchise? If there were online franchises, even though I don't play the mode, I'd fucking join an online franchise with friends. That would be so cool, because that's fun and that's different, and that's a commitment. Think of it as fantasy baseball for a whole season, but in, in the video game. That's cool. That's something that would get people jazzed up about franchise again. That's actually something that would bring more users to the mode. So, there are decisions that are being made that I don't quite understand. You know, obviously, the only reason March to October exists is because SDS thought it would be a good idea to provide a streamlined franchise or season mode on the surface i get that it also exists to provide people with more options of things to play i also get that but again at the same time you have a very large vocal community that wants franchise better yet they just routinely leave it alone and based on what they just talked about in the feature premiere They basically just left it alone again. They didn't really do anything. None of these things will actually incredibly affect the way franchise plays or runs. I shouldn't say plays. Like, sure, it's nice that play. That's a home run. Fuck you. Sure, it's nice that players are going to, you know, sign for contracts they're worth. Sure. They should have been doing that in the first place. But I think franchise users want better interfaces. They want better displays. They want more realism as far as other things that are going on. Maybe this is enough to fix it and maybe I'm stupid. But it just seems like they took the lazy way out. And I actually, I can almost... I'm getting just absolutely hoed in this game. I can guarantee that's what they did. 
Because when they announced, the, remember this, they announced the feature premiere schedule a few months ago and Franchise was not on it. And everyone was like, what in the hell, sirs and madams, where is Franchise? And then they added it late and they only announced this stuff. So I don't doubt that they've been working on this stuff for a long time. I'm sure they have. But you know why it wasn't on the feature premiere schedule? Because they didn't even deem all of this stuff important enough to give a feature premiere to. That's how little and insignificant these changes were. That's just my two cents. I am often wrong. I know you guys listen to me for my idiotic opinions and probably because, I don't know, you like to laugh at the way I mispronounce accurately. But I think I have a point here. I think I have a point here. And feel free to let me know in the comments. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter and tell me I'm wrong. Or tell me I'm right. If you agree, tell me, tell me that I'm not stupid because sometimes you need self-validation. But that's just kind of that's just kind of how I seize it. Um, we're eleven days away from a new game. I can't effing wait. I'm incredibly afraid it's going to be just a reskin. Yeah, we've got some new batting stances and animations, but I think it's just going to be a reskin. I don't see it being much different. That's a little upsetting because this game in MLB Show Twenty One sucks donkey dick. But at least it'll be a new grind, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm excited to grind again. I haven't really enjoyed playing this game for a while because there's been no reason to play. I'd have to, I'd, I've would i been setting personal goals for myself to keep myself motivated, which is a good practice, FYI. If you don't do that, you should do that. Um, but there's nothing to play for right now. So within the next 10 days, we're getting some shit to do, and that's fun. We're going to see new rewards, new legends, new collections... Hopefully some new competitive stuff other than co-op. I don't know. I feel like they would have announced that, though. Uh, but but franchise, if there was a good franchise mode in MLB The Show 21, there'd be fewer people bored with this game because you'd have them engaged in a franchise. It doesn't look like that's changing. So that's unfortunate. Um, all right. No more rambling about franchise. You guys are going to spend the next minute and a half listening to me lose again. Because uh, I'm losing again, and it's, uh, I only have two outs left to play with. Um, the Forever event has started, by the way. Forever event's here, and there are no new rewards. It's just like, oh, we tied the game. It's just like jerseys and shit. So, you know, unexciting stuff. This Jorge Polanco card's fucking disgusting. There are a lot of cards I want back next year, which speaks to how good the content was, and that Jorge Polanco is one of them. We'll go Chappie and Blake. Okay, here we go. Bryce Harper against a lefty. What could go wrong? Should have crushed it. Um, the Forever event, in my opinion, should have started about a month and a half ago. Instead, it just started three days ago. Another idiotic decision that they've made. Bryce, 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 Bryce. That should have been gone, but we're playing at Field of Dreams, so it's a fly out to center field. Uh, I can't wait until Field of Dreams never comes back. Lord, I hope it's gone forever, because this, this place sucks, Dick. And we'll get Vladimir here and see what Vladdy does. Foul ball. Um, guys, I hope, first of all, that something in MLB The Show 22 gets you excited to play this game again. I think I speak for most people when I say how, how much... I dislike this game. Oh my god, a perfect, perfect foul. Or basically, it felt like a perfect, perfect foul. Um, I hope 22 is not as annoying. I hope 22 can be the type of game where you guys all come home from work after a long effing day and you could just 
Relax. That is that is my hope for you. Because we all... Oh, Vladdy, little squeaker double. We all need something like that. 21 has not been that game. This game has been fucking terrible. Especially for the last few months, because they've completely neglected even, like, making it okay. It's just been god-awful since, like, December. So I hope it's fixed. He just brought in Chapman. That's sad. Strike one. Oh, no. All right, chat, pray with me. Pray with me, chat. Yelich? It's high, it's far, it's a weak flyout. All right, guys, I'm going to end it here. I'm not, like, not going to make you guys suffer through this anymore. Thank you guys for listening. I hope Franchise is actually better. I don't think it's going to be, but comment down below your opinions. And uh, we're almost there, guys. We're almost there. I can't wait to bring you actual content and actual updates and actual things over the next several months, man. I can't wait. So thank you guys for listening. Talk to you next week.